Welcome to You Relevant, the podcast that is all about helping you find relevance in the economy of now. My name is Mike Wheeler, and I'm an online instructor, entrepreneur, and cloud career coach. I gravitate towards tools and tech that enable you to create something new, advance your career, and find the intersection between attainable and essential. This is part two of my series related to creating your own Salesforce portfolio. Now, in the last episode that dropped last week, I talked about 10 app portfolio ideas that you could build for your own Salesforce portfolio. So this week in part two, I'm going to speak more about how you can distribute those apps out to the world and get attention to those, as well as other steps related to creating applications. Now, when you look at creating an app, whether that's on the Salesforce platform or some other platform, I typically follow several questions that I ask in order to help me to really hone in on what I'm trying to create. And those questions that I ask are basically who, what, when, where, how, and why. And once you've answered all those questions, you will have a really good idea of what you're trying to create, who it's for. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to start with why and then how. Also, we want to round this out with asking some of the other questions to help figure out how to go out creating these apps. So first of all, the first question we want to answer is why are we doing this? And I spoke about this in the previous episode, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the why. But because of the current economic climate and the economic downturn, there are is a need to stand out more from the competition. It is a different environment out there when you're looking for jobs. There are more people looking for work. Part of why you would want to create a portfolio and create these apps to demonstrate your abilities, all things being equal, if I'm interviewing two people and one person can demonstrate what they've done on the platform and one cannot, I'm going to trust the one that I have visible evidence that they know what they're doing based on their portfolio rather than just having to trust the word of the other individual that's interviewing. And then as well, another reason why you want to create these applications is to help you make your own experience. And that is one thing that you'll always get countered in the interview room is you don't have enough experience when you're starting out. So you need to counter that argument, have an answer to that rebuttal by making your own experience. And that way you kind of disarm the interviewer and take that away from them. And then as well, by gaining that experience, by making your own experience, by making these apps in your portfolio that gives you stories to tell as well, because you will be asked what's the most technically challenging thing that you've done on the platform. So you can relate some technically challenging things that you've had to overcome in the journey of creating these apps in your portfolio. Now the next question is how? Now there's several things we want to ask when we think about how as it relates to a Salesforce app portfolio. The first obvious how is how I'm going to build this and whatever this may be whatever this application may be and I want to refer back to last week's episode episode 10 for 10 app ideas if you need some ideas for multiple apps check out that list of 10 so once you've really honed in on what you're building you will ask you'll need to ask yourself how are you going to build this and you may want to turn this into a checklist as far as questions ask yourself when you're approaching building an app on the platform would be what objects are needed and do you want to leverage or repurpose standard objects or do you need to create custom objects? Oftentimes you may be called upon to repurpose standard objects and create custom objects. Now if you're new to Salesforce or new to object-oriented principles or unfamiliar with what an object is as it relates to software in general, I tend to look at objects and boil those down as a noun. Now if you think back to English class, you learn that a noun is a person, a place, or a thing. So an object can be anything that is tangible, anything that's a noun. I typically say that an object can be any 
anything under the sun. And I've seen jet engines being objects in the Salesforce platform. I've seen refrigerators be objects to be keeping track of troubleshooting. And an object could be a person, a place, or a thing. So just keep that in mind as far as what an object is. Now, other questions as to how you're going to build this is trying to understand if you need record types. How I relate to record types is if you remember that an object is a noun, a record type is an adjective. It describes the noun. So with a record type being like an adjective, this helps to describe different types of nouns or objects in your application. I go very in-depth on record types and objects in my Salesforce courses, so I'm going to leave it at that. Then other how questions that you'll want to do or ask yourself would be related to automation. I call this an automation audit. This would be considered the verb equivalent in your application. This is when things start to move. And automation can be complex, but as you relate it to Salesforce, the main automation pieces and tools are workflow rules, processes via the process builder, flows via the flow builder, and then if you need to resort to code, you may be called upon to write some Apex code, whether that be a trigger or an Apex class, and now more recently, Lightning components. You've got to understand what needs to happen when, and that's what I mean by an automation audit. And then once you know the platform well enough, you will know what process automation tools you need to leverage, whether that's code or clicks, and if that would be a flow or a process or a workflow rule. And so now another question under how would be, how am I going to share this with the world? And this is when you have an app or multiple apps in your portfolio. There's several different ways that you can share your portfolio. Now, one way that I've seen people do is that they create a Salesforce community and then they add a user account and grant the interviewer or someone that they're interviewing with actual access to their own Salesforce instance, sometimes via a community. And that gives the interviewer a chance to check out what you've built on the platform as far as some of the solutions or applications that you may have created. There would be some licensing concerns here, and there is a limit of two user accounts and a free developer account, and you may hit the wall of those limits when you try to open up a community in a free developer account. So you'll want to explore these options thoroughly and decide how much are you willing to spend to grant access to other users, or do you just want to have free options? Do you want to share your login with someone else? And I always encourage you not to share login information or passwords or anything like that. That. So there's other ways to get around the limitations found in those free developer accounts and other ways of giving access to others to things that you've built as far as your portfolio. So the first option would be a user account inside of an actual Salesforce org. Perhaps that's through a community. Another option would be any sort of code that you've written. If you're a developer, then you could grant access to others and make your code publicly available through something like a GitHub repository. Now this is more specifically for code and back-end things more than the front-end user experiences. So depending on the job that you're interviewing for, if it's a developer job, then you, that would make sense that GitHub would be a good place to put your code or your app portfolio. But if it's more of a public-facing role as far as an administrator, business analyst, or consultant, and you're doing more with clicks instead of code and concern yourself more with the user interface, then you may want to just not show any sort of code, but show just how these applications work. And one way that you can do that is you can actually record a video. And I call these a demo video or explainer video. This is much like the student videos or training videos that I create for my Salesforce certification courses. 
and this would be where you would log into Salesforce and be capturing your screen. Now there's software that you can use to do this. There's a lot of different softwares out there that can do screen recordings. What I personally use and have used since I've started teaching online is Camtasia. It is a good screen recorder and you can use just about any sort of microphone for the audio if you need to explain anything. Then be sure you have good screen recording software. And then you could just walk through your applications in your portfolio. And this way you don't have to grant someone access, but you can post a video and either publish that on YouTube. You can make that a private video and just give someone the link so that it's not open to the world, but just to those that you want to see your actual videos. And this is where you could bring your applications to life and demonstrate those. So you could build your portfolio in your own Salesforce org, but not grant others access, but then visually represent those applications through these explainer demo videos and post those either publicly or privately. Another option I've seen people use would be to capture screenshots from their application portfolio and then print those out in like a Word document or a PowerPoint presentation. Options you can do as far as representing your portfolio could be doing screenshots or action shots or even animations from your portfolio apps. And then in the PowerPoint slide presentation, if you have an iPad during an interview, for example, you could page through and present your applications in your portfolio that way. I have seen people actually take just printouts from a printer and speak to what they've done that way and have handouts for those that they're interviewing with. Or you could email those out if you're interviewing remotely, send those as an attachment or a PDF. And so you do want to become familiar with other ancillary software to support this endeavor. It's not so much that you're going to learn Salesforce and nothing else, but you may be called upon to learn either Camtasia for screen recording or PowerPoint for presentations or Word and slapping your screenshots from your app portfolio there. The main thing is, as you are interviewing, having a portfolio gives you a chance to demonstrate your knowledge and your understanding. And so just remember though, that it's important that while you speak in the interview, that you need to understand that you are the product, not your apps in your portfolio. So don't feel like these apps are not a big deal or these apps don't do a whole lot or they're just a small utility type of app. You are selling yourself by demoing these apps in your portfolio. And your goal is to weave together a compelling story of technical challenges you've overcome on the platform. And you can exemplify that. You can figure out what needs to be done and you know your way around the platform and you can walk the talk. And they say that a picture is worth a thousand words. And so it really helps those that are interviewing you decide right away if you know what you're doing on the platform. The next question related to determining what you're building as far as apps, whether that is to reside in your app portfolio or even apps that you're asked to build on the job. Another question it would be where? Where would this app reside? Now, it's a given typically based on just the topic that I always teach on, which is Salesforce, that is typically going to be on the Salesforce platform, but other locations that you may ask yourself as far as where this needs to be available would be, would this application need to be mobile available? Are users just accessing this on the desktop or are they accessing this application on mobile? Do they need to access on both? Now on desktop, there's Classic, as far as Salesforce Classic user interface, there's also Salesforce Lightning. So you've got to ask yourself, what sort of device are my users going to be using? Are they mobile? Are they desktop? Would that be Classic 
instance or lightning or both and then as well are there any integrations do we need to integrate with data coming into salesforce or going out of salesforce so there's a lot of considerations under the where question now as well another question asked is when and this has to do more with automation i spoke previously under how about doing an automation audit the how was how am i going to build this starting to bleed into the when as far as when do things need to happen and what process automation tools would be best and are these immediate actions or time based actions? Is there any sort of potential conflict or cascading actions that one may fire another and figuring out the timing of those as well and the sequence and the ideal order of events? Another question to ask is what? What is the problem I am trying to solve? And you notice in that question that is singular in nature. I asked what is the problem I'm trying to solve, not what are the problems I'm trying to solve. When you're trying to create an app on the Salesforce platform, it's really a good idea to look at each application as just a singular focus. Now you may have a suite of apps ultimately that will solve a lot of different problems and your users may jump from one application to the next, but good apps typically have a singular focus and you've seen even larger tech companies really split out their applications for specific use cases. There was a time about five years ago where the flavor of the day was trying to get one app to do everything and you saw Facebook trying to include Messenger and their main Facebook experience as one example. And then over time, they saw that it was too hard to manage that code base and it was, and their apps became like a Swiss army knife. And you've seen larger tech companies such as Facebook split these things off so that you have your main experience for desktop, you have a different app for mobile, you have a different app for messenger. And not that Facebook is the glowing ultimate example of all things technical, but they do have a lot of resources and have spent a lot of thought on how to build out these apps and so I want to encourage you to do the same as far as what is the problem I'm trying to solve look for that singular problem and try and solve that in building your application the next and final question to ask under the who what when where how and why mantra of these steps of creating an application would be who who are the users that are going to be using this application and I do encourage you if you're building out apps that are just for your portfolio for demonstration purposes to really try to make it as realistic as possible and even though you know it's just for demonstrative purposes build it as if your life depended on it and that security is a thing and it matters in this fictional world where it is just a demo application asking yourself who are the users and really think through the security model and granted in a free Salesforce developer account there are only two users but that doesn't mean that you can't create a real robust role hierarchy and really think through the different profiles that may be needed if you did happen to have 500 or a thousand licenses available because you will get dinged for not having developed for a large user base and that's another question that you often be asked is what's the largest amount of users you've ever administered for on the platform and so if it's just two users in a free developer account that's not going to be real impressive but you can think through use cases and scenarios in your app portfolio so that at least in theory, this would work for hundreds or thousands of users. Now, some things that will help you in understanding the Salesforce security model, one reference that I'll link to in the description of this episode is what is called the Guide to Sharing Architecture. And this is a developer document, but it goes real in depth on and gives you a visual diagram of the different sharing components and ways that people are granted access on the platform. And it's represented by an upside down 
pyramid. I want to speak to that upside down pyramid and what's represented there briefly because you have at the very base level of your Salesforce security model is the most restrictive access and then you can grant further access as you layer other sharing mechanisms or security mechanisms on the platform. And so at the very base you have profile and permission sets. It's very important to understand what a permission set is and how it differs from a profile. And then layered upon that as well, you will have other considerations for security such as org-wide defaults, role hierarchy, sharing rules, manual sharing, team access, and territory hierarchy access. These are all different security components that can cause someone to be granted access to a record or have the ability to, for example, delete a record or edit a record as well. So security is one of those really complex topics that is layered into each knowledge areas of the certification exams, for instance. And so investing some time in reviewing that guide to sharing architecture and that diagram will behoove you in understanding that there's more than one way for someone to be granted access to something. So be sure and look for that in the resources as well. So keep these things in mind as you are building out your portfolio of apps and as you're approached with building apps for others, either as a freelancer or as an employee, always ask yourself the questions that I've just listed off here today. And that's always asking as it relates to your app that you're about to build who what when where how and why so if you could please do this new podcaster is solid please share this podcast with others i also want to hear your voice please do reach out to me i want to include the voices of my listeners if you have any questions leave that in a voice message you may be featured in a future episode and please subscribe share spread the word about you relevant and together we'll help you and others find relevance in the economy of now thanks